நமோ பிரம்மாதிபியோ பிரம்ம வித்யா சம்பிரதாய கர்த்தபியோ வம்சரிஷிபியோ மகத்யோ நமோ குருபியா வக்ரதுண்ட மகாகாய சூரியபோடி சமபிரபா நிர்விக்னம் குருமே தேவ சர்வகாரியேஷு சர்வதா சங்கரம் சங்கராச்சாரியம் கேசவம் பாதராயணம் சூத்திரபாஷிகதௌ வந்தே பகவந்தௌ புன புனஹ ஈஸ்வரோ குருராத்மேதி மூர்த்திவேத விவாகினே வியோமவத்வியாப்தேகாய தட்சிணாமூர்த்தையே நமஹ ஓம் ஸ்ரீ குருபியோ நம சாந்தி மந்திரம் ஃபார் தி சுபிஷத் ஓம் ஆப்பியாயந்து மமாங்கி வாக்ராணச்சுஷோத்திரமதோபலமிந்திரியாஷத்தோத்தமோபனிஷத்தோத்தமோபனிஷத்தோத்தமோபனிஷத்தோத்தமோபனிஷத்தோத்தமோபன
touched up third, fourth, and fifth. I touched up on in the last class. So just a recapping some, and I want to touch up on one or two sentences of Shankara from the Bhashya, Adi Shankara, when he mentioned it, that will make more sense to it. So what does the fourth mantra, the third mantra says? Tadaikshata bhuhusyam prajayeti tattejosrjatha tattejaha aikshata bhuhusyam prajayeti tattaposrjatha Tasmatatra kvacha shochati svetateva purushastattejasaha eva tadadhyapo tadadhyapo jayante. Now, the word tadaikshata, aikshata, the word meaning is conceived or imagined or, you know, even we can get the meaning desired. The, the real meaning of Aikshada cannot be translated in the English, but the nearest meanings are these three. And from this thing, we have to analyze that what would have been the situation under which it has been used by the Upanishad. To understand that, we have to, I, I am obliged to, or rather handicapped to, uh, read the Sanskrit portion of the Shankara's commentary then for the better understanding because this aspect is the most contested aspect among the non-believers or you know even the scientific community for asking these questions. There are hidden questions in that. How can it even that is the only one why can it why should it have a desire because Aptagamasya Kaspraha is another in the same Upanishad it coming late, not in the in this chapter, in other chapter. So where can that one when it is everything, how can there be a desire? Because desire is normally or from a perspective only when you have a shortcoming or a need to become something or need to aggrandize something or to possess something. But when you are everything, how can you have a desire to become many? Because you are already many. In real, in the in the sense that there are only one, ekam eva adyudiyam. So one only, and that is without a second one. So how can it have a desire is a question which can come. So to answer that, Shankara starts that. Tat sat aikshata iksham darshanam kritavat. So he doesn't use the word desire. He uses the word ikshan means visualized or imagined or conceptualized. Darsanam Kratavat. That is the way in which Shankara wanted to the, give the meaning. It is not that conceived or desired, but it has imagined or visualized. Atahacha na pradhanam sankhya parikalpidam jagat karana. But this Sat is not a Jagat Karanam or the cause for the world similar to Sankhya Parikalpidam by the Sankhyas. Because Sankhyas also have the figures the Purusha and Prakriti and our Purusha and Pradhanam. And the Pradhanam is the one or the Prakriti is the one which is becoming many. And to become many, the presence of Purusha is required as per the Sankhyas philosophy. But here there is no ekameva adyudhiyam. There is only one and only one. 
and how can it have an cause and effect relationship with like the sankhya says the purusha and pradhanam so na pradhanam sankhya karpelam jagat karanam that is sankhya very clearly says it is not the the way in which the sankhyas have imagined it as sam purusha and pradhanam pradhanasya achetanatvad abhyugamad because the prasad pradhana pradhana or the prakriti the matter has no chetana or chaitanyam or the principle of life in it so that is the reason why this cannot be a valid method in which the sankhyas have mentioned it idam tu sat chetanam here idam means in this case here sattu chetanam sat is the chaitanya it is just not that it is existence it is a vibrant existence or a conscious existence or it is a it is the one which is which has got all the potencies embedded in it ikshriditvad and that because of that since it is potent with consciousness the the activity of the consciousness to project awareness or the consciousness to project itself is what is meant by the word aikshad in this in this context so we have to understand that the projection of the consciousness by itself to become many is the way it tat tejvasarajata it projected itself as fire now here we have to understand the word the, here there are three principles which are mentioned in this chapter in this part tejas that is a fire principle apa means water principle and food annam tasmad annam ajayada so this these three are being utilized here as the principle of projections it is the first one which is projecting the second one so the the consciousness projects the first is the tejas the fire principle the fire principle then projects let me become many of the water principle liquid principles and then the liquid principle projects itself to let me become lot of matter principle so the teja principle the fire principle we should have to take it as an energy principle so that consciousness awareness projected itself as energy principle and then liquid principle and the matter principle or in other words energy principle then subtle principle and the gross principle this three way the the energy converted itself into what we call the subtle per matter and the subtle then grossified itself into matter this is the way we have to understand how what when they mentioned it as teja apaha and anna so tat kadam idi aikshate then how can it be then how did it become bahu prabodam bahu mean prabodam syam bhaveyam many may i become prajayeya prakarshena utpadyeya specifically projected to see the word so that is why the beauty of the sanskrit language is to be understood here is prajayeya is praja means is a produce 
in the literal meaning but it has also a meaning all prakarshena utpadyaya prakarshena means again again that prakarsha is a word in sanskrit which means why with specific speciality create special creation is prakarsha utpadyeda means to produce with a special potency to produce specialities so it is not an ordinary product it has a product which is having a potency in it to produce further and now shankara gives an example yada mrud ghadadiyakarena yada va rajwadi sarpadikarena buddhi parikalpitena kalpitena right just as mrud ghadadiyakarena how the mud itself becomes in the form of a pot is one example yathava rajwadi sarpadi akarena the rope appearing to become a snake buddhi karikalpitena it is the it is the subsequent creation using the buddhi the the antakarana the inner organ so we have to understand that here the mrit gada rupena akarena means the mud appearing as a pot mud has not undergone any change of its nature quality or any of these things but it it itself appears as in the form of a pot or the rope itself appearing as a snake in this case see there is why these two different examples are being used by shankara to drive in the fact there is a purpose for these two examples i'll tell you that when the rope appears to be the snake the snake is not a creation like the pot which has got a utility in the case of a snake it produces experiences without being physically or in reality it is being present there. whereas in the case of a pot the mud only is becoming the pot but it is not the mud which has got any utility but the pot has utility and experience which we can relate out of that we can use it for art whatever purpose we want draw water or grain or you know whatever may be the purpose of the gadadi means like the mud pot etc the other forms also so then then the the question will come asadeva tarhi sarvam then the question is the that question from the opponent is that asadeva tarhi sarvam you that the, the upanishad itself has said that it is asad these things are sarvam are asad sadeva jayate asadeva so then yad yad grihyate rajuriva sarpadi ankarena that that is part of the question so if we have to take it that raju eva sarpadi akarena then what happens is that if the rope like has become a snake then 
it is an asat because this the asat means non existent the snake is a non existent so from the sat a non existent is coming will have to be construed when you say that you know asadeva tarhi sarva then everything becomes asat is the sat as sat cannot be producing or becoming nothing other than sat from what comes out will have to have the cause and effect there is a connection there is a relationship the the effect is nothing but the cause itself but here is an effect of a snake which is non existent and the cause for it is the rope this is how the 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 opponent is asking sangara says na no that is not the way to be understood sadeva dvaita vedena anyatha grihyamanatvad na asatvam pasyachit kochittiti brumaha what we are saying brumaha means we are saying is what is that sadeva what you said is not right sat only dvaita vedena in duality with the duality means in the in in duality anyatha grahan grishyamanatvat the misapprehension as something else makes it a second thing na asatvam it is not a non existent one sat can give rights only to sat only but if you anyada grahyamanam anyada grahanam otherwise misapprehension if the non apprehension of the reality is taking place then the misapprehension of something else is produced and that is separate from the the the, the one which has been not apprehended properly so there will be differences between these two because it is non apprehension which is the reason why we are having a misapprehension in the case of the rope and the snake that in, in reality even when the snake is being experienced the experience is caused by the rope never at any point of time the snake was there in reality to give a real experience the experience which was generated all the time before at the time of seeing the snake and later when you know it is not a snake all the time the, the only thing was the reality was the rope so sat eva that is why that sadeva saumya idam agrahasi agrahasi means it's not only agra that is said even before seeing the snake even while seeing the snake and when you realize that it is not a snake the what is remaining is all the time the rope is only reality so what this we have to understand this aspect of the rope and the snake people you know diminish that into any very you know insignificant example for our experience of the world but the beauty of this example is to drive in the factor not because the rope is a snake is that is a common experience no this world of experience is also a appearance 
or misunderstood name and forms of the sat only because we started with sarvam khalu idam brahma everything what we see here is sat only sarvam khalu idam brahma everything is brahma and that brahma is sat eva saumya idam angrasit ekameva dvitiya that is the nature from where we started and that is where we are to go and end when we complete this chapter tadatvamasi that tat which you are thinking as the one which is behind is remained in the beginning of the creation that is what you are is what is the upanishad's intention to drive in so to bring you bring us all of us into this thought thought process which are similar to this nature it is mandatory that the upanishad has to use examples and logic will work only if there is an example which can be used for the purpose of explaining otherwise the logic cannot be explained without a example for that purpose there is nothing other than the, the examples are like the rope and the snake or the nazar and the silver in the seashore etc etc but the example of the mud and the mud pot is to bring in ananyatva there is no difference between the the cause and the effect even when the effect we call it as an effect it is the f cause itself in a different name and form appearances in the second aspect of the example of the rope and the snake the effect is non existent even when the non existent is giving rise to an experiences the cause for that experience is not the non existent the rope the existence of the rope there which has not been understood or apprehended correctly giving rise to a misapprehended form of the snake the name and form of the snake is the giving rise to the experience no it is the shape of the rope which is giving rise to the experience the name and that qualities of the snake has been superimposed due to non apprehension of the rope so that is why we have to understand that then chengara what says further yada sataha anya dwat andaram parikalpya punah tasya eva pragutpete dwamsa pradwamsat urdwam asatvam bruvate tarkika so this the the nyaya and vaisheshika people are is to bringing the the concept of abhava which i explained in the last class so i am not going to repeat it there is nothing called an abhava as a positive material which the nyaya and vaisheshika philosophy school are saying that they insist again is that that you have an experience of the absence of something that absence if it is giving experience it has to have a positive entity and that positive entity is in called the absence the absence is relational to something present but that thing present is not giving you rise the experience the absence of that is giving the experience of the absence so they are you know is convoluting the whole thing as bringing to it so asattvam that is why they say that abhava is the asattvam there so that is why how they are na tada asmabihi kada kadachit kvajitapi sato anyat abidana abideyam va vastu parikalpide 
for us aswabihi for us kadachit never kochit by anything sato anyat apart from the sat the satchidananda brahma or satchidananda atma so apart from that abidana abideyam either in the nay as in the name or in the something what is is standing for on which that name is being applied na vastu parikalpade there is nothing which is other than that so all that what we are experiencing and the doing this in this is that it is sad only which is appearing as abhidanam and abhideyam and vastu separate from that but that it is not the way in which then absence which is being told by the nayayagan sadevatu sarvam abhidana abhideyate cha yad anya buddhya there the name and the object which is standing for the name separate from sat is the is the projection or the is the is the creation of the buddhi antakaranam yatha just as rajureva sarpa buddhiha sarpaadi abhidiyate rope alone is what is being now called as the snake and the name snake is not on the snake if there is a real snake it's a different issue but rope is being called snake now because what because the by intellect we are or by the apprehension we are apprehending rope as snake and the rope is being called the snake there is no real snake there to be called as a snake so the rope itself is the one which is becoming the snake and here and the pinda pinda gadadi mrit anyat buddhyam pinda gadadi shabdena abhidiyate loka in the case of the pot also we are calling the pot because it has a shape and a name but that name and the shape is attributed on the mud so we are calling the mud as the pot the pot separate from mud is non existent it is never the but where where the loka by by the people what they do it is the it is the mud alone which is being now called as the pot alone it is, that is it rajju viveka darshinam tu sarpaabi abidana buddhi nivartate yathaacha mrit vivekinam gada buddhi gadaadi vishesha buddhi tadvat sat viveka darshinam anya vivekaakara buddhi nivartate those who see the red, those who see the reality of that appearance of the snake as the rope they do not see the rope as snake anymore because they once you know the rope you cannot see the snake and whatever you do you cannot see the snake on the rope again because you know it is a rope same way the pot and the mud the pot is when you are even when we are transacting interacting and dealing with the pot one who knows that he is doing 
with the knowledge that it is mud, he will not drop it, he will not break it because he knows it is mud only. So his transactions are all with the knowledge that it is mud alone at all the point of time, which I am now calling because of a shape and the name part. Same way, Tadvat, same way, Sat Viveka Darshinam. Those who have understood Viveka through the knowledge that Sat, everything what we are, he is experiencing, transacting in the world is Sat Eva, only that Sat, which was that Ekameva Dvitiyam, Anya Viveka Vikara Buddhi Nivartade. For such a person, even though the appearance of the world will continue to be there, he will transact with the world. He knows that what he is transacting or what he is in reality apprehending is the Sat, that sat, truth which was Ekam and Advidiyam. It doesn't stop him from transacting. He doesn't, he doesn't have to run away from the world. He doesn't have to do anything like standing on the head or nothing of those sort to realize that. Vivekena, Sad Buddhi Vivekena. That understanding, the knowledge that all that what we are transacting as the world in the names and forms is the existence and conscious existence which is now being transacted as the world with names and forms. To such a person, he may transact in this world with all the knowledge of this thing, like a mud pot being used with the knowledge it is mud. This, this person who has understood the reality, he will also transact in the world with all the knowledge, with the name and forms, whatever it is appearing, whether it is satellite, or even if an atom or an ant or an elephant doesn't make a difference, he knows that all these things are nothing but vacharampanam vikaro namadeyam. These are all nothing but dependent on the names and the real realities. Sateva. Vrtigateva satyam means that like the mud and other mud, earthen products, the mud was the reality. The gold and the ornaments have got the gold as a reality. Same way, everything which we are transacting in this world with the, with the names and forms and that multiplicity which we are transacting is Sat only, is that way. And that Sat has lim is beyond the words. The word, because the name and form doesn't apply there. So therefore, words which is beyond the words. Aprapya manasasaha. You can't even fathom it with a mind. You cannot conceive it. You cannot even project it as something else. Anirukte anilayane. And it is, it is exactly what that in the Taitri Upanishad says the same way. Evam ichitva tad tejaha asurjaha teja srishtavat. Evam, in this manner, now we know that what is we are, we are mentioning as the projection. Aikshada, the word Aikshada has now been explained. 
now with this in mind when it is say teja asrjata seja srishtavat appears to have become the energy principle the teja nanu tasmatva etasmat akatmana akasha sambuda now this question is being asked by a opponent saying that in this why is it that you are not telling that it akasha was the created first and here it is saying agni has been created so shankara has said that it is only a question of akasha vayur antargatam andara tejwa asrja iti kalpana utpaddide it is it is to you know to bring in that they are not separate principles akasha vayu and agni they are all embedded in the agni this when we when this upanishad is using agni or that fire as a principle it has got both the vayu the you know the air principle as well as that space principle included in it so this is how the they think in the, in this way in shankara is taking the rejecting the opponent so tejaha asrjataha now we know that 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 fire principle has been created because it has not become really a fire principle separate from it ta aapa aikshanda purvadvadeva ambakarastitam sadeva atar so here now this fire principle is giving rise to the liquid principle the subtle principle and the subtle principle is giving rise to the gross principle which is from where annam abhijayate though the the matter which we call it as the matter so this is how what that the srishti has to be understood nanu preja pravrti vishu ikshanam na gamyate ಹಿಂಸಾದಿ ಪ್ರತಿಷೇಧ ಅಭಾವ ತ್ರಾಸಾದಿ ಕಾರ್ಯ ಅನುಪಲಂಬಾಚ ತಂ ತೇಜ ಐಕ್ಷದ ಇತ್ಯಾದಿ ನೌ ದ ಒಪನೆಂಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಸ್ಕಿಂಗ್ ಒನ್ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ವಿಚ್ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೀನ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ಆಸ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಒಪನೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ರಿನ್ಸಿಪಲ್ ದಟ್ ನೋ ದ ಗಾಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಮೆನಿ ಇಫ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಸೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ dukkhaadi himsa and etc means you know torture pain and not only happiness and uh, you know the good aspects of it we are also seeing the bad aspect if god or this principle has desired to become many why should it take a form where that you know that is going through the pain and uh, you know the torture of you know suffering of trasaadi prasadi kadyam anubalambasta all this thing why should it it is it had its, its own desire to become many so it should really it should actually really become only the good things where everything is happy and you know anki dori and you know everything should look beautiful kadam tetaja aishada ityadi how can then when you say that how can that become this where the suffering is also being part of it Sangara says nice dosha there is no problem on that 
ഈ ക്ഷിത്ര കാരണ പരി പരിണാമത്വ തേജോ പ്രഭതീനാം സദാ ഏവ ഈക്ഷിതൃ നിയത ക്രമ വിശിഷ്ട കാര്യാത്പതി ഈക്ഷതേവാ ഈക്ഷതേ ഇറ്റുച്ചതേ ഭൂതം സോ വാട്ട് ഇസ് ഇറ്റ് സേ ദറ്റ് ഈക്ഷിത്ര കാരണ പരിമാണ പരിണാമത്വാദ് തേജ പ്രഭൃതീനാം by desiring by the to becoming many it is really produced teja separate from it no it is kalparikalpida it is only imaginating itself to be projected so now the ikshitra now nanu ननु सदो अपिचारिताजिनेशनोलीजिनेशनोजिनेशन ഇക്ഷണസ്യവലശബ്ദമുപചരിതം ീയത്തെ മുഖ്യക്ഷണഭാവുപചരിതം കൽപ്പയിതുസോപി മൃത്കാരണത്വാചേതനത്വം ശക്യം അനുമാനത സോ ഹിയർ ഹിസ് ദറ്റ് ഇറ്റ് ഈസ് നോട്ട് ലൈക്ക് ഹൗ വാട്ട് വി ആർ പ്രൊജക്ടിംഗ് ലൈക്ക് ദൈനോ ദിസ് ഈസ് അൺറിയൽ ഇൻ ദ കേസ് ഓഫ് എ സ്നേക്ക് if the if the sat has projected the world like the snake then it cannot be real that means what we are experiencing has no reality or it so shankara says no mrutkaranatvad achetanatvam sakyam anumanatam it is not like that achetanatvam is because it is not being to be understood the sat itself is the one which is become the other one the multiplicity in the name and form the name and form is not different from sat now then how does it ataha pradanasya eva chetanasya sat chetanartatva niyata kala krama vishishta karyatva karyatva karyotpadakatvacha ഏക്ഷതീതിശക്യമാനുമാതം ഉപചരിതം ഈക്ഷണം how can you say that it is becoming 
it has become the the world and everything so so for that you know as not as a direct answer but as an indirect answer she is saying that what is the problem even in our ordinary life we are are we not using like you know that that you know that building is appearing to be wanting to fall or that the the banks when in when the, in the rain when the water increases that the the example you see is the kolam pipishadi no the bank the banks of the river appears to having a desire to drink the water and hence falling into the water but actually speaking there is a river when it is swelling some part of the bank is you know soil erosion takes place and falls into the water but those who are looking at it as if that you know saying that now that bank doesn't bank wants to drink water that's why it is falling into the water that example is being given it is not like that so it is shankara says no it is not like that na tat satyam sa atma idi tasmin atma upadeshat so what we have to understand is that shankara says that tat satyam sa atma all that what we are touching smelling tasting all those things which are being done by our indriyas or our our transaction in the world tat satyam they are all real this world is real that is what shankara says that this world is real only if you understand the reality of the world it becomes real but if you are taking it as what it appears to be then it will be like the snake of the rope and our problem of we are experiencing this multiplicity and the problems in the world this himsa or the you know the the torture and the sorrow and the you know negative aspects of life is all because we have not understood what it is the reality of the world is appearing to be when you do not know the reality the snake can bite you you can give you scare you may get run away from that and fall or you may be chased by a tiger from a dream and you may fall in the dream but you would have actually fallen from your cot onto the floor whatever may be that unreal things can give rise to the experience as long as you do not know the reality of it this is why he is saying that in this in this upanishad itself in the 14th uh, pada the, we are now in the second the third pada and the 14th pada third mantra where it is coming tat satyam sa atma that is the truth and that is the reality that is satya satma therefore we are not knowing the reality of the world therefore we have the problems if we know the reality just as the person who knows the snake is the rope or the pot is of mud or the ornaments are gold for us also knowing sat eva saumya idamagra asi ekameva advitiyam that sat is what we are experiencing not the name and form of the world but if you take it as the name and the form of the world not as the sat itself appearing in the form of name and form the mud itself appearing as the pot if you are not accepting the way the sat is appearing as the world in different names and forms
then the different names and forms can create a problem. That is what is, is actually happening. So then how does this projection takes place? If that is the case, then this experiences which we are being, if this is such is really projected, it not, not become the name and form of the world. How are we going to understand this in the proper way? So for that, we have to understand that the Upanishad uses a very simple example. What is that? It says that when you look on a mirror, you are seeing your own projection. And in that, if you are raising the hands here, the image also is raising the hands. Now, a child who has not understood the reality, when he looks at the mirror, he will find the other child doing something, not exactly what he is doing. Even though in reality, what is reflected is being doing exactly the same. But if you have a, if you have not understood that the, the, uh, the image will appear to be taking the desire to take the hand up or do some facial things, all, all, all those things which are there in the reflection will be attributed as a desire of the reflection, not knowing it is what is being done in the, in this is being reflected onto the mirror. So that way, if you are looking at it, if we do not know the reality, this projection of the world of happiness, sorrow and everything will appear to be of the Sat only has happening. But really speaking, that is, that is not happening in the real firm. It, what is being is projected like the snake being projected. The happiness and sorrow, both are equally projections. There is neither happiness nor sorrow. That is what the Bhagavad Gita also said, no? So all those things, what is what, what does it mean that? We are not seeing what we are supposed to see in the world. And we are now seeing, taking Nama, Abhidana, Abhideyam, the names and forms of the appearances of the world as a reality. But if you, if we see that the names and forms are not separate from Sat, Sadeva Saumya Idamagira Asit, Sat Teja Srutyata, that Teja has become Vapaha, Apaha has become Vay, the Annam, that energy, the subtle and the gross principle is nothing but the same Sat only. In fact, the names of the energy, the subtle and the gross, is a superimposition of a pot name on a mud similar to that in all these forms what is really remaining is the sat only so ananyatum and there is an adyuti so these two are the aspects one has to understand if we want to really know why we are not able to resolve to the the world as a real world is not true from the point what the Upanishad is teaching becomes an issue for us because 
we are not able to shift our identity to see that world from the point of view of the sat for that a lot more examples have to be studied that is the that is the main target of this upanishad when it goes into the the next chapter and the second that further subsequent chapters till we are made convinced nine times the word tattvamasi shweta keto that tattvamasi you are that has been repeated by this upanishad nine times to drive in the point that we are not seeing the sat that sat unless we see the sat in that in the world we will never see it anywhere else because if it has to see the sat you have to see it in the world where we are experiencing the world the truth lies in the world when we see the world but not as the way we see the world but as that of that sat chit that tat which was there as unmanifest asadeva saumyam that asad is the unmanifest form of this world without the name and form and when the unmanifest name is called the sat also so sat itself is what we call it as asat because that asat is not with the name and forms so the confusion which normally have the people to decipher this particular upanishad is that in one sentence both the sentence that sadeva saumya idamagra asit and asadah sajjada sajjayada from the asat the sat became that world so how do we resolve that to resolve that you should understand that what is now told as asat is what is being the the names and forms in which we are applying seeing the world as in the multiplicity before that now this can be understood only if we relate that to our own experience of deep sleep in our deep sleep the world the individual the experiences nothing existed ekameva dvitiyam and where did this world exist when we were not experiencing anything in the deep sleep there is nothing that word nothing is asat which we are saying that we had no experience or nothing in that in that in that state is the asat which we are talking about asat sat ajayata that becomes the waking world or the dream world when we project the world in our experience this experience what we are now experiencing the world the multiplicity the world as we see and experience is of the waking world is not there in the dream world the dream world is not or in the waking world both the dream and waking world is not there in the deep sleep so that state is called the asat rupam and the sat rupam of what is there before projection was our own sat our own existence not as i or anything that it was the pure form of sat sati sambadhya naviduhu sati sambadhya mahe in this upanishad it's in is coming later so what happens is that that sat which was there in the unmanifest form is the only one which is being become the manifest in the waking and the dream 
if that is can be understood from the individual point imagine that is the way in which the whole world of experience before creation it was in the form of existence today what we are seeing is coming from that side not separate from as such in the multiplicity on the multiple names and forms but the same thing which we are experiencing as multiples in because we do not know the sat we do not know the rope we see the snake we do not know the sat so we see the world the world is nothing but sat the rope is nothing but the snake is nothing but the rope same way the world is nothing but the sat the sat only is what is the reality tad tumsi that is what we are is what we have to understand in the coming in the classes we will go through one each of the examples which are being very categorically given by this upanishad particularly this chapter driving the point that we are all that sat we means everything in this world an iota whatever the iota of the smallest of the anoraniyan mahatomahiyan the smallest of the smaller the largest of the large whatever we can conceive it is all from that only that sat and the chaitanya the consciousness the existence consciousness is what is that ultimately and all the time that is there available but experiences are due to non apprehension of the reality like the snake is a reality for the non apprehended rope same way we have to understand how does it become for that the creation aspect is being explained now there he is in the next chapter he is going to take how the three type of creation is antajam udbijam tvejajam that all type of jarajam you know the born out of eggs born out of birth i mean born, and like that he is explaining in that also we will find the same thread continuing so when that examples are also being taken i will bring our logic back to the same truth whereas this fundamental truth is what has to be always kept in mind if we are if you are convinced and con, uh, clear about this thing the examples which are being explained in the subsequent classes when i am resolving it back to this truth again you will be able to relate it this is what i want all of us to be in the same page okay i'll stop here om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you dhanyavad namaskar Thank you, Vidhuji. This is, uh, uh, I think, each example uh, is really, really helping. Um, one, you know, uh, again, reading back, the the pattern I I got was that agrahana leading to anagrahana, non apprehension leading to misapprehension is the, you know, very way of telling every example like if one sees sukha and dukkha contrast 
again it it falls under anyagrahana because of agrahana led to this you know experiencing contrast so this is a pattern used in most examples it's just that agrahana that that apprehension of sat itself is not happened hence the anyagrahana that misapprehension follows is th this is a cause it is also used as a uh, way to explain causality also there is no causality just that it is agrahana again um, this is one view i am trying to bring number one number two is this 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 fire principle is playing a spoil sport in in the projection of multiplicity and uh, is this the way upanishad want us to look at this or any other um, explanation possible beyond the fire principle mithuji nee this is why i said in the beginning those days they had this fire principle water principle and you know food these are all the examples they had so their explanation depended upon these examples which they are on a, their their experience level was limited to that you know fire water and food so the usage of that is that today we know much deeper in the finer aspects of atoms and molecules and electrons protons etc so for us we need to think much in a diverse way, way rather than just what with what is utilized by those people those days so the fire principle is being used only because that was the most powerful source which they had at that time as the as a you know the ultimate power so when they used it as from the energy point of view that the the biggest thing which they can they could not stand against was the fire they did not know how to control fire like they might have had forest fire they might have got you know huts burned down etc etc so they think that the fire is the the mightiest at that time from that point of view it is that one which is coming as a fire here but why it is being told to that is because see from the world point of view from the rishi's point of view he knows the clear he knows the thing so from his point of view he has no confusion but to the son's point of view shwetagetu's point of view he has no idea what sat is all about what consciousness is all about pure consciousness and pure aware for a pure existence what he knows is existence of fire and existence of water and existence of food so he has that aspects of that but he cannot see what is existence in that he sees the existence in the names and forms to drive in a parameter which cannot be conditioned by words or imagined by mind a father has to use a methodology of what is familiar to the child 
and that is the reason why the these examples are being used don't take them literally because then you are going off the track if you take the fire as a literal fire what we are talking about imagine that today you are being explained as you know, the most powerful thing you can think about it a solar flare or a nuclear bomb or anything like that it is the largest thing which you can mentally think about it you know but even that becomes minuscule in the in the in the in the standpoint of view of that which has become many it, it is that is the potency of that therefore it can it is manasapi achintya rachana that it cannot be even thought by the mind what it can be that unless we are being given something which is possible for the mind to grasp and then take beyond those names and forms then we will understand it yes pindoji thank you this makes complete uh, you know sense thank you namaste pindoji Th- thank you like uh, again very namaste. nice session yeah really very feels like very deep concepts are coming <laughs> feels very nice to listen and yeah thanks again for beautifully explaining all the concepts thank you yeah i had to you i had to read the virtually the sangrabhashya the sangras commentary because if i had used the english translation i i don't think i could have done a justice to that because it, there is a limitation to that so i thought let me read the sanskrit itself and then explain it so that you know i i do justice to this explanation yeah yeah really like like very i don't know what's the word it is it's a big light it is throwing on lot of misconceptions especially when you read about the nayayikas and vaisheshikas those ka, like how easily we can think in a wrong way kind of thing that is very illuminating actually like all this thanks binduji so binduji actually rahul was there he asked he were discussing something very interesting i, I thought he would come and ask that question to you but uh, he was asking like you gave the mirror example right like for example uh, like how this uh, uh, the appearance occurs or something so he was asking should we assume that uh, like in a very modern way he was asking to what extent should i assume that for example the other people i am interacting with are also sentient beings or that kind because in a way when we when we say projection or uh, uh, mirror example it sounded to him at least like we are denying that the other humans are sentient or something like that but yeah he asked it nicely but this is like a rough summary like do you have any comments on this like uh, because that uh, it was like it was like a confusing point there is no confusion about that srini imagine your dream experience you are projecting the dream experience in your in your in your own field of consciousness or in the mind consciousness let us say the mind in that you take up a dreamer's position and you have got the multiple objects and people and interactions 
and many other things which you want to project in that way. The dreamer can never experience them as projections. For him, it is all real. Everything is real. The house, the family, the world, the traffic, or the, the food, the rain, the fire, everything will be real when he is dreaming. Why is that we are not able to position ourselves that this waker is a another field of experience similar to the dream? The, the time, space and causality is different, that's all. Here, the individual which is having the feeling that I am an individual, the world, the man, the ascension being, insentient being, these are all the ideas of this waker. The waker projects all these things into the world, saying that this is sentient, this is insentient, this is fire, this is rain, and all those things. What happened to the waker and the dreamer when you remained in your pure nature? When you threw or when you decided not to project yourself into the waker as a waker or as a dreamer, what happened to yourself? Yeah, yeah. now I understood where the pitfall was. So I think that consciousness was being uh, like a, a falsely attribute that itself is a very uh, analytical thing. It's not an experiential thing. So yeah, I think that's where it went wrong. Thanks, Bindaji. Yeah. Uh, Bhiltuji, I have a question. Yes, Jay. Thank you. Um, uh, thanks for this Upanishad. Uh, to begin with, uh, so Bhiltuji, as from the past uh, few months or years, I'm into mostly focusing on Advaita, uh, mainly on to uh, that you are that. Like you give the reality to this whole universe. You are that being. You are that wholeness. And uh, you are the Chaitanya for the universe, right? I mean, all these are all till now theory for me only. And uh, fortunately, when I read some of these uh, Advaita books or Advaita master, then for that time, it looks like, yeah, yeah, correct. This is how it is. And okay, I've understood everything. And then end of the day, go to bed and wake up and I'm back to my normal life. I mean, I I've even totally forgotten. I at least have a glimpse or had an insight it is fantastic they say right and uh, every day i try and i understand something read some advaita focused uh, east or west masters and yeah this is correct yeah this, I, I am an illusion i this personality and this body are temporary uh, this awareness or this consciousness this emptiness is the reality i get some sort of insight every day every once in a week every alternate day i get good insight but next day morning, I go back to my rut. The same old 48-year-old guy with all the history, this personal autobiography, the personality, then like and dislike, and the mind, and pressure, and ambition, everything comes. Now, just a couple of days ago, I mean, even though they say this is a pathless path, there is nowhere to go, you are there only. Some people are, and there's no effort required because you're already there, but 
looks like there is um, some sort of reminder is needed uh, to ourselves the mind has to remind itself no no this is take a step back look into it. what is the reality of this neti or et as today's i think uh, venkatji was speaking in one of the previous sessions so my question is is this repeated reminder needed we have to push ourselves we have to put effort until one knows that one is that light which is like timeless is my question jai it's quite normal aneka janma sampratta karma bandha vidahine atma jnana pradanena tasmay sri gurave namaha is what is saying that that light which has to remove the darkness is there it is from within us only our own our own nature is that and the upanishad not only the upanishad all masters and all those who have realized have repeatedly said that it is just like the marble in their palm we have it is so clear and without that you are not what you are or you are not there yet we do not know what we are this is because we are always dependent upon the mind and the mind decides what to be our experience and when you go to sleep whatever you insight you had whatever you read that becomes back to the rut what you said right way is the example with the the shastra uses is that like a pond filled with algae when you throw a stone momentarily there is a clarity and you can see the water but within no time it comes and closes itself again it is as similar to that this it this what we are hearing from the or reading from the books giving rise to the experience but what the upanishad says is that shastra says is that shravana manana nididhyasa so what you are doing is at the shravana level or hearing or understanding aspect but what is required is manana manana means using what you have learned in your day to day experiences that is where we all fall short of it because the moment we get into our routine life we are forgetting about what we have learned and we are not remembering even those words or those thing into our practical day to day life this is because we have not learned how to connect between the two the upanishad kena upanishad says pratibodha viditam matam amrutatvihi vendate every experience pratibodha every experience tells us that there is awareness as a fundamental principle 
in every experience and that experience what overrides that awareness is our attention to the name form and data nature of experience rather than the purity of the experience even when we are experiencing happiness or sorrow we are engrossed in the nature of the happiness or the nature of the sorrow and we are dedicated to the sorrow or the happiness of the experience we do not see it as pure experience which has been colored as happiness and sorrow by the instrument called the mind when we experience it it is the mind which is giving the color to the experience as happiness or sorrow the happiness and sorrow are nothing but two different experiences pure experiences when you remove the happiness and sorrow qualifications on them they will become mere experiences this is exactly what i told today also sugadukke samikrutva labha labho jaya jay that equipoise with which if we live in our life treating experiences or experiences only neither happiness nor sorrow they are all creations of the mind projections by the mind as happiness and sorrow experiences by itself is purity in nature and that the experiencer who is experiencing are not too different because there cannot be two separate things as experience and the experiencer it is separation which is creating is because the ego is taking a stand that i am the subject rest of the things are object there is no reality the the segregation possible because this segregation is due to a the misapprehension of the non reality of the fundamental principle that all experiences including the experience of the i the individuality is an experience there is no object called i what is called object is all body mind and intellect the i when it is present in the body mind intellect you presume that you are the i the j who is dealing the rut life and experiencing the world forgetting the reality because you identified with the mind body intellect complex but you are the you are not even the experiencer you are the pure awareness when it is projected through the body mind intellect we call it as an experiencer the experiencer is a attribution given for the association or for the reflection in the mind of the in, of the consciousness which is termed as the individuality so if we can understand that even when you are day to day you know yat karoshadi yatasnasi tat purusham adarpanam in that bhagavad gita shloka what krishna says whatever you do whatever you are offering or whatever you are enjoying all those things are due to my presence that my presence is the awareness presence and then when you know that once you know the reality 
this reality becomes clearer and clearer when you remove the three type of impediments atnyana samshaya viparya atnyana means ignorance samshaya means doubt viparya means a mistaken uh, you know misapprehension all the three has to be removed by manana you are in the first stage where you are reading and understanding into the veda method so your atnyana is getting removed but your samshaya and viparya has not been even touched by you till now that can be touched and removed only when you do the manana thinking about it and applying it to your every momentary life every experience you have to analyze it who is experiencing what is the experience what is the reality of that ravana maharshi said it in another way find out who am i in all the experiences it is the same thing what he said so if you can do that you will be able to move from samshaya removal atnyana removal to samshaya removal and in the during the process of samshaya removal there will be a chance of that you will think that this is what it is that is what it is that is the place where the upanishadic words will come and help you to know that yato vacho nivartante aprapya manasasaha this cannot be termed by any word any mental imagination or any of those thing you are in your pure nature and that pure nature is always with if it is not there there is no experience if you are not there there is no experience but you can be there without experience both should be understood with you without experience is your deep sleep and without you your waking and dream cannot happen is death both you should understand that what is the reality only then you will be able to be established in that truth thereafter yatnyatva sarvam idam vitnyadam bhavadi everything else will be clear to you at that time thank you <clears throat> um mrindu ji uh, to extend this question uh, in today's this chandoko upanishad session you said the personality will continue as it is uh, something like that even when it uh, when one realizes that uh, the personality will continue to work but many of the enlightened masters they abandoned their social life and uh, like even ramana maharshi you see i mean intentionally and unintentionally he abandoned life and then even after realized he did not go back to his mother to take care of his mother or to be with his brother he did not do so uh, somewhere it says yeah like janaka you can continue to do what you are doing but many but most of this um, spiritual especially advaita enlightened master they actually desert their family and the social life go and most of them don't come back even if they are enlightened they know that they are the whole they don't come back and live their uh, uh, whatever their earlier social role was uh, obviously i am nobody to question them but why i'm just curious to know like why is that they don't come back and continue what where they left off prakrutir anyado bhavo na kadanjit bhavishyati is what mandukya says each role has 
a definitive act to play in this dream or in the waking. That will continue to happen whether you are a yogi or a bogi or a tyagi. Doesn't matter. That doesn't make them less enlightened or differently enlightened. No way. Knowledge is always pure and only one. What is being ex exhibited is our way of looking at people rather than their inner experience. Now, I, if I ask you, what is your experience of if a call a, an apple or an, a mango that only you can know it you cannot even describe it even if you describe it it will fall short of that actuality of the experience of let us say take a mango for example an alfonso mango or bengali or whatever may be the mango once you eat the mango, your experience of eating a mango and your personal knowledge of the mango's experience can never be understood by anybody standing along with you and having that experience of they are also having mango. Experience of you experiencing a mango, experiencing your wife or a child or a friend sitting next to you and eating from the same cut of mangoes which is the the experiences by the individual will change according to the samskara or the prakriti of that body. For a person who likes sweet, the mango will give a different thing. Who may not have a problem with the sugar or anything, he may like to eat it, but he can't eat it. But a person who has no problem, he may eat, but he is not much in love with sweet. He will eat for the sake of eating, but he will not have a liking. It's a, each one will take it differently. So it is foolish on our part to compare different people and their different exhibition of awareness or knowledge <clears throat> to be compared to a common theme. Even from the same mango tree, you can't get two mangoes of the same same thing. There will be subtle differences. Even though it may appear to be similar, there will be, there will be differences. So same way, if you look at all our people in the, in the Mahabharata itself, there is a butcher who is considered, there is a prostitute who is considered, there is a king who is considered, there is a mendicant who is considered. All of them are considered jnanis in the stories what does the stories want to tell us it doesn't matter in what field of what way of life you are leading with continue to do that but be sure to know who you are before engaging with the world outside you can be a lawyer you can be a policeman you can be a thief you can be a doctor whatever it is the nature will take care of whatever action you are doing and its consequences. But you, if you do not know who you are and you are engaging yourself, you will be controlled by the unknown elements in the world and you will be a victim to the ignorance. This is what the teaching has said.
तो डेज नेवर कंपेयर रमणा महर्षि विद निसर्गदत्त महाराज और रामकृष्ण परमहंसा और टू एनी अदर जनका और एनी बडी इन द इन द स्टोरीज ईच वन हैज गॉट देयर ओन टूल्स टू डिस्क्राइब इट and that will change from person to person and we are not here to measure them with what they exhibit they are all like torch each torch is different the light is different we utility is different you use that torch for moving in the darkness towards getting out of darkness that is the purpose of the teachings thank you i like the strong way you put it is foolish to compare <laughs> thank you i'll remember this strong word it is very helpful yes okay so thank you guruji i have questions but i will wait for few more minutes for others to continue and then i'll come back you can take my spot quickly i just want to ask what words are we on now and uh, and this bhashya is uh, uh, bindu ji this is which whose bhashya is this and which words are we on now we are in the shankara shankara's uh, this thing on the 6.2.3 we finished it now it will be going to 6.3 next next class Yes, Kyle. Namaste. Namaste. Love you. Um, I, I think what you just said about uh, not judging another person is very important. I have nothing to add to that. I would think about that if I were to block somebody. And um, Jay, you can take take my spot. okay so now bindu ji my next question is um from many sources i have read that everything is inside me but then that is only if and only if i take that point of view that i am consciousness but this statement is invalid if i take this stance that i am this personality or the persona or this image or this role so um is, is there is it a technique to deliberately say to oneself no no i am not this personality but i am this empty unnameable timeless consciousness slash awareness you have to do the exercise yourself jay there is definitely you and other that is aham and idam you and everything else other than you is other thing so whatever is other is an object known to you so that cannot be you for sure you will agree with me now what can be objectified start from whatever you want to objectify even when you come to your own physical body you can objectify your physical body so what you call as persona or personality can you you try to define it with this exercise in mind what can be objectified 
including your thoughts including your idea including your you know emotions feelings thoughts ideas anything that can be known to you is an object and you are the knower of it so using that as a methodology now tell me who you are then you will know the answer thank you um i will explore this focus on this and yes i will ask this question thanks um my next question is binduji i want to know is there a common thread between from see this oldest uh, um, literature we know about advaita is all vedas and then from like you know that indus valley civilization 5 6000 years ago it all started and they documented it shared even without writing their own name this is what i i see i realized and all those things it has come and now in uh, like fast 100 years they say ramakrishna paramahansa sorry uh, ramakrishna paramahansa also and then especially from advaita point of view ramana maharshi atmananda krishna menon and nisarata maharaj uh, these main people spoke about uh, that that you are that right and even now in the west there is the science and non duality and rupert spira and so many people speak about that you are that so now my basic question is is this a common thread are these people speaking the exact same thing that as now you said you are not any of those objects not body not mind not thoughts not emotion if you can see that that's not you but you are that seer timeless who is behind everything who is running this whole show so my question is is this advaita thread started somebody after monkey like when we become human and language is born somebody maybe in indus valley civilization somebody found out and they shared and it continued in indian and then it spread across so whatever this truth all these people are saying about that oneness the wholeness consciousness and and, and sat the truth is this thread same in uh, these human minds is my question ekam sat vipraha bhuda vadanti the truth is only one but those who are learned those who have learned and understood each one of them will tell in different ways so the common thread is there is only one truth whatever truth you want to name it it is up to the individual but ultimately it will all come down to that because what the truth is that that which never changes if it is something is changing that cannot be true it can be only an appearance or a temporary phenomena the truth is that which doesn't change and that cannot be described within in you know as one because what happens is that the words used by different people at different period of time has to use the words and descriptions according to the time but the truth which they have explained as the fundamental reality has not gone through any change whether the rishi said that or the you know the today's generation talk about it whichever may the masters for the teachers who come in in millenniums or centuries after us they will also have the same thing only 
the language, the methodology can change. That doesn't mean that the truth has gone through a change. The truth is always one, one and same. Okay, so the, over time, especially from the past 10,000 years as after the human language developed, uh, as in Advaita, they say there's lots of waves, and then some wave realized that actually it is the ocean, and then somewhere it told the neighborhood waves, and it made a note somewhere, and then some other wave read it. But all this fundamentally they're saying is, there is only the ocean, there is only the reality, there's only the sat. Uh, is what I want to reconfirm, if you don't mind, that that there's only timeless, changeless one. I mean, not changing one. And the reality of this wave is not the wave, but that one. Is that what all these people are saying? I mean, I, I have a question about like, what is truth? Is that, like you say, there's only one truth, but what is truth? Okay, the best way to understand that is if you have understood or you go back to my YouTube channel where they have talked about it in the at Upanishad. Paranchi kyani viratranat swayambu asmat parang pasyadina andaratme kaschit diraha pratyakatmana michad avrita chakshu amrudatva michad. That is the mantra. The Kata Upanishad it is there. Our sense organs are, including the mind and intellect, are potential only to grow up or search in the world outside. And when we are looking the world outside, we only see multiplicity and multitude, multifarious activities. Everything is multiple in nature. One person who had the guts and the courage and the intellect. Pratyagatmanam Aikshad. He saw the truth. The Atman. How did he see? Avrutta Chakshu Amrutattu Michad. To know the immortal truth, he turned his extrovertedness to introvertedness. Avrutta Chakshu means looking inward, means to become introvert. Because in multiplicity, if you want to see the oneness, you have to first see that within yourself because you are also part of the multiplicity. Just as you see everything as multiple, you are part of the multiple from somebody else's point of view. So each one is multiple in the multiplicity for the other one. So what is in the multiplicity, you don't have to search outward because you are also part of the multiplicity. So what is there inside you or what is your true nature or what is the truth behind your own experience or what you are? Once you know that, you will know everything else because the multiplicity what is seen outside can be understood only when you know yourself. That is why the truth is within. Once that is known, what is seen as multiplicity outside also will be understood as what is the truth behind them. That is the way in which it has to be approached.
Thank you, Bindu uh, Most probably my last question for the evening. Uh, Bindu like, have you realized that you are actually the consciousness slash awareness, but just for time pass, you are doing, taking this role of a personality and, and playing with uh, your family, neighborhood, and, and us here in Clubhouse? What is known to me, I can't share it. What is what? What I have th- what I have learned, I can share. So, <laughs> right? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you share? Can you share your your own being experience as who you are? You can't. Uh, but you have been called like Jay as a father, as a as a brother. By what people have called you, only you can tell that oh, I am father of so and so, I am brother of so and so, and everything can say. People will understand that. But can they understand when you say, I am that awareness, I know I'm everything through my awareness, and I see awareness in everything. Can anybody understand that? No. But unfortunately, many people have said, I am that. And then now we are struggling, the general public. Because that is not known to the general public. So when they say I am that, they should explain what is that also. Then only it will make sense. Right? So it is the responsibility of the people who, if somebody says I am that, then they should explain A to Z. What do they mean by I am that? And uh, how others can understand it then? Absolutely. Thank you. That is why Chandogya Upanishad makes sense for us. I started the first class with Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma. Everything this, what we are experiencing is nothing but Brahma. Now, what is that Brahma need to be explained? That is what is going on now. And the end of this chapter, you will know. That Brahma, what has been told us, Sarvam Kalidam Brahma, that is what you are. Tadutvamasi will be the, the meaning of the whole Upanishad when you conclude it. We'll come to that toward the end. Thank you, Anupinduji. That's all for now from my side. So, Binduji, can I uh, ask something, but it's uh, from, you know, from the early part of the Upanishad as I have been looking at it. So I don't want to, you know, also repeat. I'll ask the question, but if it is repetitive, then we won't go into it. My question is that in this verse, it says, talks about, this is myself within the heart, smaller than a corn, all that, right? Larger than the earth, larger than sky, all that. So you know what I'm saying. Isha may Atmana. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. So why is this self mentioned within the heart? This is my question. Because I've read the Bhashya also. So I'm asking why is it mentioned within the heart? Okay. This belongs to the third chapter, 14th section. And I think it is the third mantra or second mantra. What is saying that it is a meditative process. This 
chapter is following the previous chapter which is talking about the gayatri mantra and meditation based on that tripadasyamgatam jeevi is what has been explained in the previous section and this also follows the path of the meditative aspect of brahma like the mandukya upanishad this chandogya upanishad also ekameva adhyayam brahma is how it is starting so that brahma has been explained in different meditative methodologies from panjagni vidya dhara vidya etc many vidyas are mentioned in the previous chapters and the third chapter 14 section is to meditate upon brahman as sarvam khalidam brahma and that brahma has to be meditated upon the center of your being here the heart doesn't mean the physical heart center of your being means you are the center of the entire being the world as a being you as the center of the world because your experiences all around you so when the all around experiences are taking place you are the center of the world and when you are meditating on your hand center of the heart means keep yourself as the center as the spot from where everything is emanating projecting itself into multiplicity and that multiplicity projected things are not different from you because it is from you so sarvam kalidam brahma has to be seen but at the same time it should not think that it is your heart is such an insignificant physical being of your physical heart to make that the upanishad takes that you can think of the smallest of the small not even the the grain the grain the rice the barley the the one the foxtail millet and even the smaller than that without the husk what is the size so anoraniyan mahatomahiyan that is the katopanishad word that is being reflected here in this one saying that it is present even in the minutest of the minutest and in the entirety of everything if you can meditate upon this aspect keeping you as the center is the methodology of meditation what is being mentioned in that chapter yeah respectfully bindu ji i do not agree with this this explanation that shankara has also given in the bhashya uh, just because the mention of this whether it's the angusht matra purusha whether it is this in the heart you know is echoed across several several places and uh, and um and you know there is i believe a different not only explanation because it's not all about explanations but it's about an experience of sorts and um and that is why i asked because this could very well be mentioned to be in the abdomen it could be mentioned in the head it could be mentioned anywhere in the body so this is not uh, i believe some sort of you know only metaphor 
uh, I believe it points to a certain reality. Uh, of course, the self is always non-dual and thus undivided, but uh, it points to to something which is a at least the way I see it, a concrete presence and felt as such. And not only is it felt as such, it pulls one, it pulls one towards it because it is, uh, so anyway, but that's, I just want to state that because I think that this is overlooking a lot of things. This particular interpretation overlooks the experience of too many people and mentions of this because I think it becomes convenient when we say this one is a meditation. The Upanishad does not say that this is a meditation. The Upanishad simply states what it states. You see, all of this is just our interpretation. But that's, you know, fine. But I do want to say that that I think that that, that is why I always find the, the Bhashya of Shankara incomplete. I don't find it wrong, but I find it incomplete. I find it partial. And again, in Chandogya, in Mandukya also, it was the same. But anyway, the Upanishad is the Upanishad. The experience for chasing that, when you want to concentrate on that, why it is being told that it's a meditation is that, where do an individual experience his awareness? Even though, we have the five sense organs and the mind and the intellect. What is not possible with the physical sense organs also is possible with the mind. And the emotions and feelings and thoughts, the seat of emotions and feelings of thought is considered to be the heart. And in the heart, what is the nature of the awareness? It cannot be mentioned or me measured in any dimension. Therefore, dimensionlessness can be brought only by experience expressions like, you know, smaller than the smallest and larger than the largest. Anurani and Mahadomahi and whatever. Or here in this example of, they have given this example of grains. But what the Upanishad says is exactly that the center of awareness as far as the individual is concerned where he can concentrate to look for awareness without any any dependency on the organs of the body is located in the heart heart center it is not the physical heart where the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts everything is being you know experienced by the individual. That is why it is said it is a meditative method. I agree with the dimensionless aspect, Bintuji, certainly, right? So this this idea of dimensionless is echoed in the Tao De Ching. They say the Tao is, you know, smaller than a seed or an atom and depends on what you read, but and larger than the universe. Uh, but so I am not certainly, you know, I'm not saying that this is about dimensions. It is about a, a presence, which is a very tangible presence that is being pointed to. Even the 
mantra, the Tibetan mantra, which says Om Mani Padmeham, which talks about the jewel in the lotus of the heart. In, uh, you know, um, you know, Sri Aurobindo talks about the psychic. The Angush, uh, Raman Maharishi talks about the, you know, the self, the size of a thumb, uh, you know, on the right side or whatever of the heart, right? So this is, this, of course, does not mean that it is an isolated, dimensioned form of some sort. That's not what it really, what I'm trying to allude to. What I'm trying to allude to is that this particular thing is not some coincidence of mentioning in the heart because this jewel in the heart, this money that, you know, the Buddhists also point to. Swami Bhuktananda also writes about this, the blue pearl. This money in the heart is a, is, is, you know, apart from this, this, this transcendental experience where, you know, the self is sort of everywhere and nowhere, dimensionless. But there is this concrete presence, you know, in the individual of the self. And I believe this is what is being referred to here. Again, like this is what I'm stressing because I think that... It's an important aspect. It's a very, very important aspect. And, you know, for me, I stress it because I certainly can't deny it because it's a part of my experience. I understand about the dimensionless, you know, it's not, it's not about saying that. I know that they're pointing to something that is dimensionless, you know, in a way that smallest and largest, there's no difference between the two because, you know, the space and time does not really uh, but, you know, that which is infinite is somehow contained in a concrete experiential form, only experiential form in, uh, you know, it's almost like a passage. It's almost like, like you look through a keyhole and then beyond that you see a universe. So anyway, but, uh, you know, this is this is the limitation of a certain, I believe, a version of Advaita again. And uh, I just uh, have to voice that because uh, I would certainly, you know, want to <laughs> talk about that because, you know, that that this particular sort of um, version may not be something that will appeal to everybody or certainly will encapsulate the truth, you know, fully, um, you know, so just, just want to bring that about. I mean, I think this mention of the heart is not a coincidence of some sort. Of course not. Um, if all is one, then why would people hate and divide? and be so opinionated and um, uh, holier than thou, um, so rationalistic, um, intellectual. The, the rite of passage, you're right. It is a rite of passage. And people can go get their PhDs. They can go 
talk about uh, religion all they want. They can be the smartest person in the world for all I care. Um, it doesn't really matter if they haven't went through that rite of passage, um, then they're deluded. And it's, it's easy to happen. And I only bring this up because I've brought it up in a room full of Christians. Um, now you talk about the size Jesus said mustard seed, right? Um, that's probably the smallest object around to, to, to use the, you know, metaphor, um, and, and teach with. Uh, I don't know if there would have been anything smaller than a mustard seed in the vicinity of where he was rather than like, uh, uh, a grain of clay, um, but clay is so very small that maybe people wouldn't have even seen it. Um, now, the, hence the word see, the scripture I brought up was this born-again reference that every holier-than-thou um, religious hypocrite identifies with, and um, it's not necessarily talked about being as a ritual um, or... Um, you know, uh, somebody can just all of a sudden self-ascertain uh, that they've been born again or have some sort of religious leader tell them that they've been bo born again. Um, but truly, he said that um, it's it's not physical. He said, uh, in, in order um, to see the kingdom of heaven, one must be born again. And so he said, see... Um, and, um, you know, in previous teachings, he said, enter. Um, so your, your aspect about awareness and seeing um, is true. And this is why there's so many religious hypocrites identifying with having this experience, but not actually embodied um, the love uh, of what they believe. And um, so it's, it's actually just, um, it, it's very very easily um, thwarted, uh, manipulated, and um, diluted. And so it's, uh, it's very powerful what you just shared, Deep, and I just was kind of accentuating it with another um, line of thinking. Um, but it definitely is a rite of passage, and once somebody's actually had that experience, they'll be able to know. Because it's hard to uh, keep from loving even the people that hurt somebody the most. Yeah, thank you, Kai. It reminds me because mustard seed is mentioned in the Bible also, right? And it's something like, you know, just to to to... I mean, I just want to elaborate because, you know, it's very, these are conceptual ideas, but it's something like that there's this seed, which is very palpable. And then that seed, you know, which is so small, it like becomes the whole universe. But that which is palpable, which is the self limitation of this is, this is Brahman, in its limitation that has been given as something palpable and that can grow into something that is you know larger than the universe it it's it encompasses everything but it's very palpable so it's like a seed it's a seed which grows into a tree 
the tree is like the tree of life itself the universe itself or or even beyond whatever right but it's 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 something like that because you know this is my i mean i'm being very pragmatic here this is not about being intellectual the one thing i have seen is that if i was to think about truth it doesn't matter how intelligent you are or how much scholarship you have or whatever it is you know it doesn't matter if you're like super intelligent if your heart that if that heart the lotus has not opened and that's a very very hard thing i believe for you know most people um if that heart lotus is not open there is no knowing the truth you know like there's a song that i heard you know i remember says without love in the dream it will never come true so it can never happen you can use your mind you can read all the upanishads you can read all of that but if your heart hasn't opened if that fire in the heart you know has not sort of fully incinerated everything so that it's not going to happen that's very clear i mean that's one thing i'm sure of i don't think other qualifications don't matter one may not have read anything one may have no know anything all one needs is a pure heart with all your permission i take leave we'll meet on next wednesday as usual same time thank you all good night thank you bindu ji thank you thank you, you bindu ji